Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are continuing on with the Aeneid with Jade from About a Book Podcast. Eve, how are you? I don't know why I'm saying that to the listener, but uh, <laughs> I hope it- you're doing good if you're, you know, having some downtime listening to this episode. <laughs> yeah, truly. I mean, I I always, like, for some reason, assume people listen to it in the morning, but that, I think that's because it's when it comes out. But I'm like, I usually listen to podcasts in the afternoon. I listen to them on the way to work and the way back from work, so mm-hmm. a bit of both. That's fair. I usually, like, for some reason, in the morning, just not a functional person anymore, and I'm, like, eating while I'm driving, and so I, like, <laughs> listen mostly at night. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Chaotic. Uh, that's how I live my life you know casual so we are on to book seven Juno served by a fury to be honest when I saw this chapter title I was like oh my gosh she's getting court papers her and Jupiter are getting <laughs> an annulment <laughs> some lady named nurse Katia died on Hesperia and that's how yeah. we start this chapter that was that was um Aeneas's nurse and he was like a kid Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like like in Greek and Roman civilization, the nurse was like very important because like Odysseus had like that nurse mm-hmm. that like also nursed Telemachus and they had like a really close relationship. And when he came back at the end of the Odyssey disguised as a beggar, she was like the first one to recognize him. Mm-hmm. So I guess this would have been a very significant death for Aeneas, a very sad time, but I don't mm-hmm. know why we should care. <laughs> I know and it's like again with Virgil I can't tell when things are taking place so I don't know if this is like a flashback or if like this is like a brief pause and he somehow came home for it and then I was like all right back again like or did she come with him like because she came with him I think oh, okay I was yeah because I, I maybe I missed it but I feel like they didn't go into like detail about who was actually on the ship with him I think they mentioned a bunch of names, but that doesn't mean much. You know what I mean? He should actually yeah. like, oh yeah, his brother, his sister, his nurse. You know what I mean? Something like yeah. that instead of like random blah, 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 like, son of son and father of this person. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like when they want to pull out names and they can be like, oh, they were on the ship the whole time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like Aeneas watched her funeral and then decided to set uh, sail again. And then, like, he's randomly name-dropping everyone in the Odyssey. So he name-drops Cersei for no reason. He's like, oh, yeah, that's Cersei's island. Anyways, moving on. And it's like, somehow this dude has escaped every, like, terrible fate that Odysseus had to deal with. And just, like, yeah. coasting. Yeah. I, I don't know why he... Like, that's the most interesting part of the Odyssey. Like, in the Odyssey, I don't care about the fights they have and... You know, Same. all the I care about the monsters and the journey and the cool people they meet. So, this book basically is the opposite. It has all the yeah. more boring stuff in it and it takes out all the, the cool fighting stuff. I know. I'm like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, I'm just so annoyed. With it's strange that, like, they didn't like cross paths at all. Like, mm-hmm. did he leave before Odysseus? Did Odysseus leave after? Like, why is nobody mentioned, like, oh, Odysseus was just here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you have to assume they left at the same time because he left at the fall of Troy. Well, Odysseus would have left probably a couple days later. Hmm. So maybe. But still, he has, like, you a still would have felt like they would have, you sort of thought that there'd be some 
word some you know especially when they go to the underworld and it's like hey Odysseus is just here like you know Aeneas is just here Odysseus goes to the underworld like a year after so it'd probably be like oh Aeneas is right here but because he's copying the Odyssey so much yeah I just I don't know man this this book yeah it's it's fan fiction it's fan fiction that maybe should not have been survived for so long literally preserved as i said the only reason that it has been preserved is because people thought it could justify christianity in rome i hate that i really do (laughs) (sighs) it makes you wonder like all the other like greek and roman texts that have been lost to time because maybe Mm -hmm. they did maybe they were against maybe they're too pagan or something you know i would have liked those better (laughs) Listen, the more the gods in every book, please. So much more fun. I hope that in Dante's Inferno, mm-hmm. when Dante meets Virgil, he tells him how bad this book is. <laughs> yeah. He meets he meets Virgil in the other in the underworld. We call it the Otherworld in Celtic folklore, so that's why I got confused. Well, okay. um in the underworld. I wonder what layer of hell Virgil ended up in. <laughs> Whichever one the worst is. <laughs> he deserves it. Yeah. Or and, we have and to Homer, read Homer's, Homer's in the Elysian fields, you know, he's in the greatest part. Vibing. Yeah, I know. I need something better after we read this one. So we're going to yeah. have to read Dante's Inferno and just we'll have hope. To do some re- maybe that is better. I don't even know. I'll have to do some research. And then it's like, it's going to be me reading Dante's Inferno. No, please. <laughs> I just feel like we had to go through this one because you've done the other two, mm-hmm. you know, important texts. Listen, we're reading it so no one else has to. Exactly. We're That's saving you time right now, guys. Truly. <laughs> so, um, I, my note says they avoided her island because they don't know how to have fun, which is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> they so, could have had a nice feast. They got to turn into pigs for a while. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think Aeneas could have gotten them out of that situation. No, he couldn't have. He's lame. Yeah. Like, they all would have been just stuck as cattle, and it would have been more fun. He'd probably be one of the assholes that tries to take advantage of Cersei on her island. Probably. Probably. Yeah. She, he's not even he's not even mentioned in Madeline Miller's Cersei because they don't even meet. Yeah. Which I'm honestly fine with. Cersei's living her best <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> So someone named Latinus gets a warning about Latin kids. And I was like, I don't, okay. Thanks for the warning. I don't know. I try and ignore all the warnings because then it's just spoilers. It is completely. Yeah. And I hate that. Because like, it's really annoying because this book obviously is meant to show like the um, reliability of like prophecies and like how every prophecy comes to pass. So there's a prophecy mm-hmm. about, you know, um, what was it? Constantine was it? becoming the emperor so mm-hmm. like you know all, but like it just spoils things for the reader you know mm-hmm. like i know it's, i know the whole book is to show that prophecies are true and they come to pass but as a reader where is the suspense you know yeah i just like i skip over it every time because like beyonce had some of those too and i was like mm, no like we just gotta remember that this was just propaganda yeah propaganda first of all entertainment maybe last on the list <laughs> I mean, honestly, you can see the propaganda in this every single time you read it, I feel like. Yeah. Like every page, I'm like, wow, that's a whole lot. 
So Aeneas has a feast, and then after the feast, he decides to have everyone in squads to find, uh, like he sends everybody out in little groups to find the people of the island. Um, so, like in the morning, they could just like scout out. I don't know. So then, like they go to the king, and they basically are just like, "Hey, what if you just gave us part of this island?" <laughs> and like the worst part is the king's like, "Yeah, okay." Like, what king would be like, yeah, totally, sure, I'll just give you some of this island, whatever. Because he is meant to be the founder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is when they've kind of, this is, um, I can't remember the political significance, but this was somewhere that was involved in the recent Roman politics. Mm. So it was like, wasn't just like a random island, like this had like political significance. So when people read it, they'd be like, oh, that's why all this drama is happening right now, you know? Mm okay i just think it's funny that it's like Aeneas just lives life on the easy mode yeah because because people where it just kind of goes around that he's like born to found rome so then he's like oh my god you're going to be a great leader you're going to found rome like you of course you can have part of my island you know yeah of course <laughs> so uh the king's like yeah but i want you to marry my daughter and Aeneas seems like pretty chill with that so, like, of course, Aeneas' wife dies so he could marry someone else, like, because he lives life on easy mode. Mm-hmm. So, Juno decides that she's like, what if I just, like, destroy both countries? <laughs> and honestly... <laughs> am, Juno, I the drama? <laughs> yeah, am I the drama? Am I the drama? is the only one putting in the work to make this book interesting. Like, yeah. honestly, though, she's like, what if... He didn't have life on the easy mode. What if he instead actually had to work for something? So then Juno gets recruits Electo, who I know from Hades the video game. If you have not read watched Hades the video game yet, no. Oh, what is it? Hades. It's on Switch. It's like a oh nice. It's kind of like I a dungeon Switch. crawler. Oh, it's so good. Um, honestly. <laughs> If you want to see it, the gameplay before, I think it's still up on my Twitch nice. channel. Um, so you can like watch the gameplay before you decide you actually want to play it. Or you can watch it. It's good. It's so good. Because it's got a little bit of Greek mythology in it. Not a whole ton. Like it's mostly about like dungeon crawling and beating the game, but it's got quite a bit. But Electo is one of the furies uh you have to fight. You fight her, Megara, and another one. I can't remember her name. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, no. It's the other sister. They're like three yeah, sisters. Yeah. Isn't there a book about uh, about her? Or am I imagining that? Maybe. I don't Electo. know. Yeah, there is a book called Electo. Oh, really? Electro. Yeah. Ooh. Is it rated well? Um, well, I've never heard of it. <laughs> Fair enough. This one here, book one. But there's another one I feel that's like, I think it might be a bit of Fury or something as well. By the way, anyway, let's let's carry on. Okay. So, um, Alexa's like. Uh, Juno recruits Electo and has her break up this marriage and Electo is like mm, cool so she plants a snake in the king's wife's heart 
And then the king's wife's like, I don't want this marriage to happen. Do you have no respect for me? Do you not care about our kid? And I'm like, go off. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) And then they get all the ladies of the island to basically start this war. And because the king, uh, the queen is like, would you want your kids just randomly married to some stranger? And they're like, no, no, I wouldn't. And it's just like, then join me. And I, I love that. all the Karens, you know. <laughs> yes. Love it. Um, so then, like, randomly, some family has a pet deer and it gets killed, presumably by a member of Elenus's crew. But I'm like, why did you have a pet deer? What? Where did this come from? I had a dream last night that I had a pet donkey and I'm like wondering the significance, the spiritual significance. Maybe there is a significance for a deer, but there was, I think there was a prophecy about a deer being killed. Mm -hmm. So when this deer is killed, it just, you know, more prophecy, more excuse for fighting, basically. Yeah. It reminds me of that scene where, uh, like, in the odyssey he's like don't hunt the um cattle yeah and they're like oh i think it's trying i think it's trying to mimic that maybe a little bit who knows probably <laughs> dude i wish i uh could just like copy someone else's work and then be like oh yeah ta-da i made a story and then i get remembered for thousands and thousands of years well you see it's not just because this book he's also like a very like good air quotes like political writer mm-hmm. like so i guess they'd be kind of trying to get like a politician to write like a fantasy book you know yeah i wouldn't want to read it scared. <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, that's basically what it is though because like he got commissioned to write this and he's like yo i don't need you to write this and they're like mm-hmm. big paycheck and he's like okay what a mood it's, it's like like my boyfriend works like in marketing and he always has to like get like he works like for like a, a company where they have like engineers and he has to kind of like go through the engineers like cvs and kind of like correct them and fix them up and kind of put them into a big document and he was like engineers like they're so smart but they just can't write cvs like they just can't like you know so it's like that's just like virgil like his mind was like so political but it just wasn't good for writing mm-hmm fiction or entertaining novels yeah yeah it's weird though you know how people have different strengths like that I know it's wild I wish I I don't have an example I was trying to think of one too but I I like your example best (laughs) I I mean honestly I couldn't imagine being like someone coming up to me they're like you have to write a non-fiction biography and I'm like actually I'd rather die please no yeah. and then they're like a million dollars and they're like when would you like to be interviewed <laughs> if someone paid me copious amounts of money i would pretty much do anything at this point yeah so that's what he that's what position he was in because like he is seen like favorably in history like there's a lot of biographies and stuff written about him and the work that he did so yeah and then he just wrote this trash novel yeah but it still is like a classic text as well as we said so it's a bit a bit strange but my opinion is definitely the weakest of the three my mm-hmm. favorite are odyssey the iliad and then the Aeneid. yeah see like i was trying to think this morning i was like is it that i don't like the translator or is it just a bad book and it's like i didn't like the translator for the iliad but i still prefer it over this 
Yeah. So that's why I'm leaning towards bad book. But there has been some like good parts of it too. Like the Dido storyline was like yeah. fantastic chef's kiss. Top you know? tier. And going to the underworld as well. That was a really good book. Mm-hmm. So there has been some highlights. But it's like, I would prefer the perspective from literally anybody else. Yeah. Like if I could get Dido's storyline from Dido's perspective, perfect. Or it'd be good if like it was one of Aeneas's men and he's just like, Aeneas, what the heck is he doing? Mm-hmm. I want to go home. He's a terrible leader. <laughs> but everyone's yeah. saying he's great. <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. Or they're like, he says he's going to found Rome, but like, why? <laughs> Very good. So basically, the this killing of the deer starts the entire war. Um, and then Hercules is there. He just name drops Hercules. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if Hercules is there, of course, I'd like to hear about Hercules more, please. And then they're like, oh, he's just <laughs> there. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> and then we got big war breakout. And then we are on to chapter eight. Aridian allies. That's how I'm pronouncing that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Everybody can correct me on Instagram or whatever. So basically, this war comes out of fully nowhere. Um, and then a river god tells Aeneas that he needs to go pray to Juno so that she'll stop hating him, which is a mood. A whole <laughs> mood. So It's like, basically, there's like this small fight leading up to the eventual war, but then like this small fight happens and then they make a peace pact. And I was like, what is happening here? Because I guess we're like in a different town than like the actual war that we're going to see in a couple chapters. Yeah. Okay. I was very confused. I was like, as far as I know, yeah. Okay. So I was like, I thought this was the war. And then I guess he's really living life on the easy mode if this is all his wars are like. No. <laughs> so Aeneas recruited some people to his cause. And he's like, we're going to go fight the rest of Italy. So let's go. And then we're going back to the war front. And Hercules is doing the most. Um, he's just out there killing people. I guess he's on the Italy side of things, I think. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think he was on Trojan, but honestly, I was getting really confused about where that line is, like who's on whose side. Or it's like, I feel like it was so much more clear in like the Odyssey and the Iliad. Like we know exactly who's on whose side. I guess the Iliad, but like we only knew about a couple of the enemies in the Iliad, and they were very clearly the enemies. Mm-hmm. and we mostly cared about the people on um like uh Agamemnon's side and stuff and mm-hmm. Achilles' side and like they were like oh and then there's Paris over there and we hate him and Hector we hate him <laughs> and it's like in the same like sentence it clarified who these people were but like in these chapters I had no idea who was who the entire time yeah I was like I don't know who to root for I don't know who we care about a lot's going on yeah yeah this i think this is a good one for us to like read last because we read this first we really would have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. like if you've got no background of the trojan war um but you have to remember too when people were reading this like they knew like every city they knew every 
place like they knew the enemies and everything so it wouldn't be as confusing for them but just because yeah. it's been so long and every, all place names have changed and you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i was just like so it is confusing you? it is confusing but i'm gonna you know gonna give virgil the benefit of the doubt here yeah that's fair i was like i just wish that he had written it in mind for it to live up to time a little bit better yeah so uh now vulcan has gone in on the mess and he's making armor for someone i think it's for uh, aeneas but i'm not really yeah. sure okay yes it is uh and then ap- armor. very good apparently the shield is able to counteract missiles and i also they keep using the word missiles and i feel like that's not the right word to use because there's like when you translate it we know what missiles are now you have to translate it to something else because it's not what are missiles exactly like missiles would be like those giant like bombs right like are they yeah i don't know (laughs) okay missiles are like the rocket looking ones you know oh yeah yeah Yeah, maybe they would have been kind of like more kind of cannonball type stuff not cannonball exactly but you know i just feel like they should have used a different word when translating it because it's like you make me it makes me think that they've got like nuclear crazy technology yeah yeah Yeah, Vulcan's like got to do his best. He's like, this is uh, 15 inches of uh, pure steel for you. But I just, I don't know. I don't know why they chose that word. I think there's like other words they could have chosen to like yeah. portray the same thing. Uh, so Venus gives him this new outfit so that he can go into battle. And then, of course, just like in the Iliad, a bunch of gods and furies show up for the fight and they're like, they're all right, let's win. go. Yeah, as they should, because what else are you going to do on Olympus all day? <laughs> Listen to people's prayers? Never. Boring. Boring. So apparently uh, Caesar was like included on his shield with a bunch of other random imagery. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is like everything that's gonna happen in the future. Look, Caesar's right there. Yeah. Which I just think is funny because it's like they're not subtle about the propaganda in this novel at all. They're always like, oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny to me. So on to book nine, a night sortie, sortier, uh, a day assault. Fun title. Seems like they're gonna go to a little dance party. Isn't that what Sortier is? A soiree. Soiree. Wow. Yeah. Soiree. No, you know what? I could record re-record that. That's staying in. I need everyone just to get the little giggle. Wow. Okay. Anyways. So Juno sends Iris down to Turnus. And a war camp is uh moving out and okay so war camp is uh, moving out and the people see more people coming so uh they decided to like start manning the walls which i my favorite thing is that for whatever reason like troy's only line of defense is like building walls 
I just think that's funny because it's like it literally failed you once already. (laughs) And like at this point, you've only had like minutes to basically build this like wall. So I don't really know. Like, it's not like they're letting you have like a construction project going on. Yeah, I guess like that's kind of the best they had at the time. Mm-hmm. And if you build a wall, you can have like people on guard, like on top of the wall to keep lookout, you know. Yeah. And also it could be good to like shoot people from like up on the wall, not like mm-hmm. shoot with a gun, but you know what I mean? Like target people from up on the wall. Yeah, that's fair. But it's just, it just made me laugh because I was like, that literally was your whole shtick in the Trojan yeah. War and in the, it fell. So, <laughs> so Aeneas tells, tells them to hold off on battle. Uh, and then, like, the enemy starts growing and uh, goading Aeneas's group a little bit. They're like, uh, he's like, you all sit there on your high horses, blah, blah, blah. You've been fighting for 10 years. You really want another war right now? Like, our people are, like, fit. We haven't experienced war, so we're, like, living our best life. <laughs> um, and they're just like vibing so then two people are like you know it'd be like a really good idea what if we just went and lit their entire camp on fire (laughs) (laughs) and and all the other people are like yeah like totally do it like Aeneas probably be super happy about it Mm -mm. (laughs) which like good guerrilla warfare technique can't be mad but at the same time Aeneas literally was just like hey don't start fighting yet yeah, and that also was, like, because, you know, in, like, Greek and Roman, like, civilization, this whole idea of, like, glory and, like, a good death mm-hmm. was, like, really high up. To kill somebody, like, in their sleep, in their camp, was just, like, really, like, dirty. Like, really yeah. bad. So, yeah. Don't be in trouble. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> Uh, so Aeneas is apparently like taking court in a forest while this is all going on so like we can't interrupt him with this Uh, and then apparently the fates are like the decided time of war has come it is happening here it is so I guess they blocked off the sea so here's the thing Aeneas they literally said is right here but next chapter, it's like he has to like sail in. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. I was like, <laughs> did we just not like we're it's weird because they're in like the future, like Rome at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're here now. So mm-hmm. it's like crazy. I wasn't expecting them to get to Rome to like the end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. We have quite a bit left, right? Yeah. So I don't I don't really know what's gonna happen. Me neither. I can't remember. <laughs> we'll find out together, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I could not figure out where Aeneas went, to be honest. Because it makes it sound like he wasn't even on the island. And then he like sails in later. And I'm like, were you just over there in the woods? Yeah, I don't know. The geography. Yeah, I'm trying to picture it in my mind. Makes no sense. Yeah. I'm confused. Anyways. So I guess the gods like blocked off the sea so that the Trojans get stuck in there. So there's like a bunch of sandbars and stuff so they can't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they like start giving them like a little pep talk. Uh, like the Italians start giving themselves like a little pep talk to get through the war and to defeat an- Aeneas. 
Uh, and then they say Aeneas stole his bride, but her dad literally gave her to him. So I don't know. Like, again, women shouldn't be property and they should just be able to choose their <laughs> spouses. But like, still, I was like, it is a bit of a stretch, but okay. <laughs> So uh, the Trojans also seem to only know one line of defense. Oh, wait, I just said that. Sorry, I got lost. All right. <laughs> so then they like straight up start roasting the Trojans. And then as the Trojans are watching the Italian camps, they see them like relaxing and playing games. And it starts like really stressing the Trojans out. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, if they're this relaxed, like they're going to kill us all. <laughs> Which I thought was funny because they're like super overthinking this because it's like, <laughs> you know, if your entire like life, you just are assuming that no one ever battles each other at night. Like, wouldn't you just like vibe for a little bit? Yeah, true. Uh, so the Trojans are kind of thinking of like attacking at night, which is brutal, um, as we mentioned dirty it's bad it's like it's like fighting someone and kicking them the balls it's just like you don't do that you know what i mean yeah yeah i just i still am like yes get interesting please (laughs) yeah uh so the watch wants to go talk to anais about uh raiding this camp but they didn't because like who knows where anais is at this point uh so then the two guys go off to go start raiding the camp. Uh, and they kill like so many people, like so many people that are just asleep. They just like stab them all. Like they list names and stuff, but I'm like, again, I don't know who any of these people are. So whatever. <laughs> and it's like, the funny thing is like, we're supposed to be rooting for Aeneas, Aeneas's group. And it's like, this is pretty messed up, my guy. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. Well, it's more Aeneas's men than Aeneas. You see, Aeneas is perfect. Uh, he can't do anything wrong. It's his men. Scapegoat. He has a scapegoat. I, I can't. I uh, <laughs> I don't like Aeneas. Like, that's the thing. I think times have changed because mm-hmm. nowadays people don't like a perfect, like, protagonist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, you know, they like someone that's, like, you know, a bit like, you know complex whereas mm-hmm. like in i feel well odysseus was a bit complex because mm-hmm. he could be like an idiot but he's also like a hero but i feel like an as is just like so one-dimensional yeah i just he's not he's just too perfect yeah. yeah and i just like don't care about him at all yeah because it's like even achilles is like this perfect warrior or whatever he was like kind of a trash bag so <laughs> like he's more fun yeah <laughs> Um, so the two Trojans get caught, uh, but they try and like hide in the woods, but the group surrounds the woods, which isn't this the woods that Aeneas is supposed to be in? Yeah. Where is he now? I don't know. Where is he? Who knows? Like literally (laughs) Virgil is just like, eh, he can disappear for a little bit and come in later. I forgot (laughs) he's supposed to be here. So, uh, basically what happens is the they surround one of the guys it's like the younger of the two guys and so he uh the older guy basically like also gets caught because that's gonna help <laughs> he like gets caught on purpose and i'm like 
Okay. I don't know. Uh, so then one of the kids, like the kid's mother, uh, runs out after the kid dies and she like demands that someone kills her so that she can be with her kid. And that was then really no- sad. Yeah, that was really sad, but then nothing happens of it. The war just starts. I'm like, uh, okay. I guess this is like a complex moment that highlights the horrors of war, a young child being slain. Mm-hmm. That kind of like, and because the kid was like killed, that's when they're like, all right, we're going in now. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is wartime, baby. You killed a kid, that's like a no no. And that's what kind of makes the war. It was already starting. This is what kind of like raises the stakes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I feel kind of bad for this mom who just kind of gets like pushed to the side as everyone like starts this war. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, she probably does die. You know, yeah, I guess <laughs> <the> I, <laughs> I don't know if that does make you feel better, to be honest. <laughs> so, a Trojan tower already went down, and I feel like we established in the last war that wars were not walls were not the vibe, but you know, here we are. Mm. Um, and then the Italians are literally just like, Are y'all dumb? You just fought a 10 year war, and our people are fit and not battle hardened, which, like, honestly, the Italians are a vibe right now yeah <laughs> so uh yeah and then the italians like go on and they're like you dress in like red and gold and you guys are all fancy so and they're like you've never had a days of hard work which i'm like <laughs> they were at war for 10 years <laughs> what <laughs> um and then the Trojans killed the guy that was giving them this whole lecture because they're like, all right, this is enough. Thanks. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, that's annoying. Anyways. So then there's war everywhere. They start and then they like start fighting in this like funnel situation, which I can't even really figure out where they are. But like all the Trojans are like standing shoulder to shoulder and just like fighting and like a bottleneck sort of vibe. And I formation. Just- yeah, I just couldn't figure out how they even established this formation, where they're at, or like how this is happening. See, this one, Virgil's like rubbing his hands together. He's like, yes, some more, some politics. I can go into detail about like war stuff that I know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got this part. He's like, <laughs> going to Cersei's Island? No idea. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, then they're like really graphic about people dying in this. They're like, oh yeah, he got split into his brain spew out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then we are on to book 10, the death, the death of princes. So then again, I got messed up with uh Zeus being Jupiter and then in the Iliad him being Ju- Jove in mine. So I got mm. real confused. I was like, who is Jupiter? Uh, what? <laughs> but uh, Jupiter is sitting on Olympus holding court while uh, he's watching everything go down on the battlefield. Which I, again, like to just imagine that they have like a glass floor and he's just kind of like leaning over, staring down. Yeah. Like- I imagine like the Hunger Games and like they had the capital. They're the rich mm-hmm. people just like watching. That's fair. That's a good yeah. Or like, you know, like Squid Game. Have you seen Squid Game? I have not. Oh uh, well, basically, oh yeah, but there's people watching the fight. <laughs> I mean, you can say it for uh the listeners who probably have. 
<laughs> yeah well just it just reminds me of like in squid game when they have the rich people watching all of the um people in the game mm-hmm. dying <laughs> yeah hunger games point 2.0 yeah. i guess yeah uh so joe said that he's confused because there wasn't supposed to be a conflict um with the trojans taking over he's just like they were just kind of supposed to just do it i don't really understand <laughs> Uh, apparently there's supposed to be a fight later though um and now joe is like i don't know why you guys started the fight early like this is gonna happen which i'm guessing is what they're talking about for modern day stuff but they're like oh yeah. they're gonna fight later you know maybe all them, yeah all of them were like this was the fight that was supposed to happen you know <laughs> all the raiders so venus asked jupiter to get involved because obviously juno is involved at this point um and then venus also says that if jupiter really wanted the trojans destroyed uh she wants to save her grandson which is adorable love <laughs> love venus in this one <laughs> um juno points out that the trojans are cruel and they shouldn't be given pity which like fair fair <laughs> I agree. okay and then we get the sirens talking to aeneas this infuriated me because you know Odysseus literally had to be tied to a mass to like yeah. hear this and then like the sirens are just like oh hey Aeneas like here's a <laughs> prophecy for you okay, bye <laughs> and I'm like what I'm yeah, sorry maybe, maybe yeah maybe it's something they can maybe they're like pre you see Odysseus he didn't have like a grand mission that was blessed by the gods he was just meant to go home whereas like this guy is doing something that's like destined by the gods so maybe like where it got around to all the sirens and stuff that they have to give him this message yeah I feel like they're not always like singing I feel like they sing to lure people in but I feel like Mm -hmm. they can like decide to not enchant people too but it's just just an example of him being on easy mode I know I really thought this was gonna be an interesting moment you know like he gets like wrapped into the sirens or something like i had this like my my side theory like my very feminist theory is that the sirens are just like vibing minding their own business and men just keep being like "Ooh, pretty lady yeah pretty much. <laughs> and so i assume that anytime sirens are talking it sounds like very sing-songy and it lures men in when they're just like yeah so like today i went and uh uh you know i went to the underground uh, rave and it was pretty cool but <laughs> i don't know if i'd really like say you should go but you know maybe just like if you have free time and like men are like whoa <laughs> here i am again would read that book anyways yeah. so um yeah then Aeneas is arriving to the war front now. I still don't understand where he went, what happened. Again, this you don't come to this podcast to get like the super in-depth research understanding of this book. You get if you were just to read it on a whim. Yeah, if you're you reading this and you're like, I don't know anybody else who's read this, I need to talk to people that also maybe is it just me that I think it's bad? I need to talk to other people about it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're here for you. Don't yeah. you worry. So the you're not sirens, dumb. Everybody finds this book stupid and difficult to read. <laughs> literally, though. <laughs> so Aeneas joins the fight. Uh, Juno asks to take Turnus away uh, and save him from the death. And Jupiter's like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. That's fine. I don't care. 
and she just like swoops in uh and then the italians are like feeling disgraced for some reason and i'm like it's just war baby i don't know yeah uh and then juno also keeps like the leader from killing himself and then someone does kill herself when their son dies i'm like ooh, there's a lot of like self-inflicted death here yeah and I just we haven't really experienced that in the other two books. So I was yeah, like, Whoa. true. We haven't. Like, what's going on with Virgil right now? Yeah, no, I don't know what the opinion was about like um, you know, dying by suicide and stuff, mm-hmm. like what how it was viewed. Mm-hmm. So now, like in Christianity, it's like viewed as not great, you know. Yeah. Like you can't go to like heaven under like, you know, Christian beliefs so it's like i wonder mm-hmm. if it's the same for going to the underworld which i always hated that i really did because it's like yeah thanks yeah <laughs> rub it rub some salt in the wound i guess yeah but yeah. that is what well, <laughs> that was a d- very dark end yeah episode. <laughs> i know i you know that's that's where it ends everybody <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is kind of like a dark section. Yeah, it is. We're in the middle of a war, you know, because yeah. you, th- you think like, oh, he's finally arrived in Rome. He's doing what he's destined to mm-hmm. do. You think it's going to kind of go uphill from there. But no, there's a lot of fighting. But it shows you that even if like, you know, the gods are blessing your your task, it still doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to be easy, you know? I mean, it is for Aeneas, but probably not. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been pretty easy for him. The least he can do is do a bit of a bit of a battle. Yeah. But um, but I bet he's going to go in and not, like, lose a single finger or anything. And he's going to kill everybody and have no challenges. He's going to be like those girls in the action movies where they're running in their heels and they still have perfect makeup and hair, but they just have, like, a little scratch on their forehead, you know? Yeah. And then Ace <laughs> is like, I've been, I've seen battle. <laughs> You're like, have you? Like, but okay. <laughs> but that is all we have time for, everyone. Jade, where can the people of the internet find you and your podcast? You can find me on aboutabook.podcast on Instagram. And you can find my podcast by looking up about a book as one word on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and listen to it and maybe join us for the next episode where maybe it won't be as easy for an AS. I don't know. <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> Truly at this point. But we will catch you all in the next one. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Barely Bookish Podcast. If you want more content, please consider checking out the Patreon. Uh, there is exclusive episodes. All You get all the episodes early. You get them on uh, Monday morning instead of Wednesday morning, so a couple days early. Um, plus, you get some bonus episodes and maybe a new little mini-series podcast. Possibly, maybe. And you can get that all for as low as $1 a month because it's all donation-based. So whatever you feel like donating, and it goes towards helping support the pod and improving this podcast. But speaking of improving this podcast, if you want to help this podcast grow, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. 
it's the best way to really get the word out and you know i can improve and maybe get some sponsors one day i don't know we'll see but if you want to just help the podcast sharing it with someone would be a delight and i'd appreciate it a whole bunch so after the Aeneid is over, uh, we got one more episode. Um, after that, though, we will then be talking about Emma um, by Jane Austen with um, Bethany from Prince Kai Fanpot. So that'll be fun, and I hope you all will enjoy that. But that is kind of all I've got for today. If you want to find me, I'm at Barely Bookish on literally everything, and I can be found everywhere. But yeah, you all have a lovely day. Our theme song was created by Raphael Crux, and our logo was designed by my little sibling, Sarah. Thank you. Have a great day.